welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode number 39, and tonight we'll be reviewing The Trial of the Chicago 7. New Aaron Sorkin film, new Netflix original. So what's new, guys? Anything? Well, did you guys see the news that uh, James Bond was actually supposed to look, they were looking to come to streaming? Like they were shopping it out to bring it to a streaming, so like Apple. Oh, you mean No Time to Die? Yeah, the new James Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought you meant subsequent James Bond films. No, no, the newest one that was supposed to come out this year is now moved to next year. They were actually looking to have it go to streaming. They would take a hit like that. That's a big. You think they? No, they wouldn't. You know what they were asking for? Oh, something insane. I don't know. Oh, I have no idea. $600 $600 million. Oh, God. <laughs> and Apple and Netflix, and they're like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't even know if it's going to make that much money. Yeah, like, I mean, that's quite a bit. $600 million. And even for a James Bond film, like, yeah, that's, I think it would maybe reach that in normal times, like in the theaters. But streaming doesn't make money from like tickets, right? They make it from new subscribers. Yeah, it has to Are be. they going to get that many new subscribers to, yeah. from a James Bond movie? It's just crazy to me that like people don't already have like if somebody doesn't have Netflix, like are they going to sign up and be like, oh, yeah, James Bond's on yeah, Netflix. Like who, Let me sign up. Who doesn't have Netflix <laughs> or know someone with Netflix? Yeah. So, yeah, of course, they're not going to pay for that. Also, they have to advertise it then. That's on their site. That's going to cost them millions and millions of dollars. So, yeah, like what a stupid <laughs> like thing. I did not do. see that. Yeah, it just was a couple of days ago. I read about it. Six hundred million dollars, like interesting. No wonder they moved. They're like, yeah, we'll just move it to next year. Though I don't know if it will even make that much money, honestly. Well, I don't know about that. Not like I said, in normal times, it I feel like it might have reached that, but now COVID is at an all time high, and we're thinking about going into shutdown again. Like it's just it's not a good state, especially movie there in the world. Like yeah. Wait, people, did, yeah, like with it being so high, people might have said like, oh, yeah, I'll risk it to go see Tenet or whatever. Like, I don't know if James Bond is going to have that kind of draw. Like, that's I'll the thing. Risk, Look I'll what Tenet made like this year, you know, like 40 some million. Yeah. I mean, worldwide, it's it's done. All right. Yeah. But it, the US, it made money. Yeah. Like it was positive. But yeah. like, I don't think James Bond movies even have a pull of a Chris Nolan movie. Yeah, I, I don't know how Spectre I did. I didn't so. even watch it to be honest. I'd have to watch that before I watched. Oh, you've never seen Spectre? No, because I I liked. Okay. The only reason I watched uh, Skyfall is because my boy Sam Mendes. No. Oh, Deacons. Deacons. <laughs> it was beautiful. That yeah. movie was stunning. Didn't didn't Deacons do Spectre? Did he? I don't know. I don't. Was it also the same director? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I don't. It wasn't Deacons, it was, I don't think. I think it was Sam Mendes. Okay, maybe it was If it was Deacons, then I need to go back and watch no, it. No, Sam Mendes I've only did seen Skyfall, Spectre once. Didn't he? Yeah, but I think he did Spectre. He did too. do Skyfall for sure. Hold on. I, now I need to know. Okay, it was directed by Sam Mendes, but it was shot by. Come on, internet. Load. Cinematography by. Oh, your boy. <laughs> I was thinking it was Wa- Hoyt. Uh, Hoyt. Hoyt? Oh. Dude, oh. I was thinking the whole time it was okay, Hoyt. Okay, then it's still worth uh, looking at them. Oh, yeah. Hoyt Van Hoyt, my, my yeah. boy. The goat. Well, I knew it wasn't Deacons. Great opening scene, but it's not a, definitely not as good as Skyfall. Skyfall Nowhere near as good as Skyfall. Is, beautiful. is Skyfall Deacons? Yeah. yeah. 
It's so pretty. It's probably my second. No, but Spectre, the problem with with Spectre is not the cinematography. No, it was Spectre. Yeah, it's the story. Yeah. It's that they threw out the old movies, basically. I've never seen Spectre. I mean, either. Well, I told you because uh, maybe we can talk about it before the new ones comes out. Well, maybe I watch it. it. I don't. Remember. I would. I would rewatch. I would rewatch all the Daniel Craig Bond films because yeah, I've, I've like only seen. I've seen Casino Royale the most. I've only seen it three times. I've seen maybe. Quantum Solace the most. Oh, I've that only seen. I think it's so weird. They go like really good, okay, really good, okay. So that means this one should be really good. Based off of that track record. And who is doing the... I don't even know who's doing the new one. The director? Yeah. It's St. Mendes again, I think. No, but who's the cinematographer? Oh, that's is good. Is it Hoyt again? Or is impression. it another big I hope guy? It's, it's like a third big... Wally Pfister. <laughs> no. Pfister? What Pfister's is Pfister done doing? a Taco Bell commercial What the hell recently. is he doing? Did he really? Yeah, that was his most recent credit. Yeah, that's... He just fell off the map. I think he's in... He got blacklisted after that... Uh, that Ethan Hawke movie. Oh no, it's not. It's not Sam Mendes. It's uh, that Carrie Fukunaga. What'd she do? He. What'd he do? Um. <laughs> he did. He did like some of True Detective, which I think he did season two. But from what I know, like people shit on season two of True Detective, but I don't think it was his fault. I think that was more of like some he studio did that direction they wanted Nation. to take. Oh, okay, yeah. He directed Beast and O Nation. Jane yeah. Iyer, Sin, Sin Nombre. Maniac. He did all 10 episodes of Maniac, which I heard was really good, but I've never seen. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. Linus Sandgren. Cinematography? Yep. Who did mm-hmm. La La Land. Mm-hmm. Nice. First mm-hmm. Man. American Hustle. All right. Cool. So, another big... Another <laughs> good, good one, yeah. yeah, so... I mean, yeah, but they definitely I didn't did love that. First Man, but cinematography was not the downfall of that movie by far. But La La Land looked great. Oh, yeah, La La oh, Land Oh, Damien Chazelle, yeah. Well, La La Land, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, all right. As for me, if you can't tell, I am not feeling the best, but show must go on. So if you hear some sniffling, coughing, that's just me. But, you know, power through it for for the show. I did. One episode, too. Yeah, it's true. Remember that. All right, you guys ready to get into our featured review? No, we had to talk about beer. Yeah. Oh, shit. Kyle's new to this show. <laughs> so first what we episode. normally do in the show is we talk about beer first because it's suds and cinema. You know, I'm not even excited <laughs> to drink because of how I'm feeling. So maybe that's why I'm just like asking. Might not even be able to taste it much, but maybe it'll be. Well, the it sour. Sounds, there we go. The sour. It sounds interesting. So I hope I can taste it because. Sounds like it'd be right up my alley. So this was my choice today, and it's from a limited release series from Victory Brewing out of PA, Pennsylvania. PA. What city? Dow- Downingtown. Downingtown. And it is called Heavy Drop. It plays a, well into the, yeah. to the feature. So it says drop hops, not bombs. Supposed to be a take on Vietnam War, and it has a nice little psychedelic-looking can here label. It's actually quite nice looking. Yeah, very cool. It is Art. a sour New England IPA, <laughs> so that is interesting combo there. Yeah, I don't know if I'm truly <laughs> excited for this beer. Well, because be nor- it makes sense though. New Englands are usually juicy, right? And then you add a sour to that. That makes sense. No, yeah, I get it, but. Mike, it, I'm guessing the bitterness. I've had will a couple really sour low. IPAs, and they're very weird. 
I love but, bad sour IPA. Yeah, my opinion is yeah, well, bad is. So, well, I'm saying they bad's bad, and they also did Chardonnay. They put grapes in it. In that yeah. beer, hmm. so it's like doesn't even taste like an IPA. Hmm. Well, description here we got this super juicy sour New England style IPA pours opaque with a heavy aroma of fresh juice and drinks with a danky, tangy distortion. Let's keep reading. That will leave you wondering if that all just really happened. Very Whoa, psychedelic. Whoa, man. Whoa, man. Totally, totally, bro. To the max. And This it, beer is like totally whatever. And it also has a milk sugar in it. Another one. Lactose. Lactose in it. So huh. That should be interesting. Well, that's your flaked oats and your wheats will give you your New England opaqueness right there. Well. Now it's time to turn on, tune in, and drop hops. And we got Bill and Ron gave the approval. Yeah, you so. want to read this? This is interesting that they put on there. They put the malt, the hops, yeah. and the additions. So. so for malt, we have two-row pale and acidulated. I don't know if that's... Josh, that's your Acidulated means it's um, dosed, like it was added sour. The sour is not naturally occurring. They added the sour. Oh. Huh. Inoculated is the word inoculated we no, have but that's acidulated is like the type of oh i got you okay thing but when you inoculate sour yes yeah uh okay then we have the hops we have two different ones we have mosaic and simcoe mm-hmm. hate mm-hmm. simcoe and then additions flaked oats wheat and then the lactose milk sugar that we were talking about before two rows is your most popular almost malt like Vast majority of beer has two row in it. What exact? Why is it called two row? Or is it just it's a name? split? Yeah, the way it's the way the the wheat is split is. They only grow it in two rows. Ed, <laughs> <laughs> there's like two rows. Very literal. <laughs> they used to be a four row, but they got rid of it. And it's pale in color. <laughs> it is. There we go. And it smells like cereal. I love cereal. Well, it technically is a cereal, right? Yeah. <laughs> So and then you got flaked oats, which also obviously smell like oatmeal, hot cereal. <laughs> All right, let's crack this bitch. Ooh, that was a good one. It scared Layla. Woke her right up. It's not nearly as sour as I expected. <laughs> it tastes like a sour M43. <laughs> I mean, I it's like exactly, it. exactly what you would think it'd be. No, I expected yeah, I don't a little think bit it, more sour. Yeah, honestly. I don't think it tastes like a sour, really. Right at the end? I feel it on the back of my tongue. Yeah, a little right. bit. Yeah. I mean, my taste is going to be off for sure, but yeah, I, mean, I can it, tell. It's good. It's not way. Thank it's, God it wasn't I feel overly. like it's less overpowering than a sour is. That so. is yeah, which is good because the other sour IPAs I've had have been. It's extremely juicy. Yeah, I can't taste really any, <laughs> any hoppiness to it. Kyle's like, this beer tastes like juice to me. Yeah, <laughs> they, like, I don't taste any hoppiness really. Well, it's exactly what I thought. Like I thought the sour in the New England would really cut the bitterness, and I taste very little well, bitterness. In terms I mean, of New England's bitterness, bitter. it's a twenty IBU beer. Oh, is, is that it? what it says? Twenty. That oh makes God, sense. this is even IPA. Quit <laughs> lying to yourselves, Victoria. Victory. 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 You fucking Victory. <laughs> I'm going to stress syllables in all the wrong places for the rest of this <laughs> episode. Tastes I like good, it. Yeah, I like it. 
Yeah, I mean, don't don't go in expecting like yeah that like you said an IPA like a or a sour. Yeah, <laughs> or a sour. Definitely in the Victoria, middle. Victoria, who some, are you lying to? It's some <laughs> some weird amalgamation of all three of those things, but it's not strongly one or the other. No, it works. It works. Man, it literally is like so juicy. It, yeah, I like that though. Yeah, you do like that, Jacob. <laughs> People are pretty lucky that they can get into IPAs through this way instead of the hard way like <laughs> the we had to. That, well, I had to drink Ruin Nation and puked it up. Yeah, and like, like, oh, taste the hops for fucking three days. <laughs> it's like 100 <laughs> IBUs. Now you can uh, drink 20 IBU IPA and slowly work your way no into it. This ain't no fucking IPA. Lay down. Okay. Now are you ready to get into our featured review? Yeah. No, actually, we have something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Our featured review this week is The Trial of the Chicago 7. Uh, this is written and directed by Aaron Sorkin. Uh, Aaron Sorkin is a very prolific writer. He's written a lot of films, but this is only his second directed say, film. Too. Oh, is it really? I haven't seen Molly's Game. Molly's Game, yep. But I have this is the second. With Jessica Chastain. Uh, it stars Eddie Redmayne, Alex Sharp, Sasha Baron Cohen, Jeremy Strong, John Carroll Lynch, Yaya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Abdul Mateen II, I'm so sorry. Mark Rylance, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Ben Shankman. Uh, I'd say that's probably the main Don't cast Don't forget right about there. our boy. Kelvin Harrison Kelvin Jr. Kelvin Harrison Jr., baby. Yeah, smaller part, but I was going to talk about that in the feature review. Anyway, he's in there, yep. Uh, plot synopsis reads, The story of seven people on trial stemming from various charges surrounding the uprising at the 1968 Democratic National Convention in Chicago, Illinois. Let's take a listen to a clip. We have to make a decision right now, a decision I just assumed we'd already made four months ago when trial prep began. Are we using this trial to defend ourselves against very serious charges that could land us in prison for 10 years? Or are we using it to say a pointless fuck you to the establishment? Fuck you. That is what I was afraid. I don't know if you were saying fuck you or answer. I was also confused. If we leave here without saying anything about why we came in the first place, it'll be heartbreaking. If the jury finds us guilty, we're not going to be leaving here at all. And the only thing we need to say about why we came here is it wasn't inside violence. All right. What do you guys think of the trial of the Chicago 7? I really liked it. Like this is a... Sorkin is known for his writing, right? It's almost like a rhythm. Like this, you just know it's him. You have the hallway walks with the fast, super fast. Like subtitles are very helpful in like his movies because they're just so dense and such a very dialogue heavy. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's a writer, so sharp, witty Witty, dialogue. Like, yeah. But also it has like this rhythm to it that just like flows very nicely. It's almost like like a Shakespearean type of like feel where it's like this flow that just feels good and overall i really liked it i thought the ending part was a little cheesy but Mm -hmm. like for the most part this could have been a really boring movie or it could have been like based on like it is an interesting event i guess but i feel like in a lesser director or writer it could have been a lot worse and yeah, I, w- I was totally sucked in. It's like, what, 130 minutes long? So Yep, yep, yeah, almost exactly. 212, yeah. yeah. 217. So it's a pretty long movie, and I was like in it. I was It paced well for me. Yeah, I didn't feel any fatigue at all. Yeah, I don't think shot necessarily was anything that was like stood out too much. It still definitely had his style, though, where like, I felt like it was a Sorkin style of filming. But nothing was bad. I liked the inner cuts that they had at parts. 
with yeah, like yeah, real yeah. life versus what was happening in that. Oh yeah. And yeah, how they put in actual footage. In the, in yeah. Versus, yeah. Well, yeah. And I thought it was very timely too. It's kind of funny actually when you watch it, how like stuff can mirror so much today, I guess. This was what, 68? Yeah. So it just, it you've it's crazy to feel like, now I don't know if how, I'm sure he put in his own twist on it. Maybe it wasn't exactly, you know, like this. Maybe it didn't match so well as it does to now, but still I'm guessing it was mostly based in reality and it's just funny to see, well not funny, I guess, but to see how we're dealing with similar things that were being dealt with what f- how many years ago now <laughs> like <laughs> 60 yeah a long time ago no just yeah. 68 yeah no, 50, oh, 50 62 52. yeah whatever so <laughs> long time 52, 52 years ago <laughs> long time ago and we are facing a lot of similar problems so i thought it was a timely movie and yeah it was definitely well done well acted enjoyable so, to, well extremely well written and fun to watch yeah, um, the cinematographer has actually done a lot of pretty good movies. Yeah, I think he did Ford v Ferrari. Yep, which, he did. Um, wasn't that nom- was that nominated? Not for cinematography, but film editing. Oh, editing, and sound okay. editing. Yeah, yeah, and I had a couple more, of technical nominations. Was, I thought that, that had more interesting shots to me. I don't know. Well, um, yeah, like it's so kinetic. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. This but movie one, isn't exactly. Yeah, like it's that, hard to make a courtroom that exciting. Yeah, right. <laughs> you Once, can only do so many angles, right? <laughs> it very much almost exclusively like took place there, really. Like, Once, like in two places. Yeah, one style right. that can kinda that I can see it in would be he did Pursuit of Happiness, which has a lot oh, of I've those. Never seen that. Oh, it's been uh, so long since I've seen that. Okay. Yeah. And he also did three ten to Yuma. Hmm. Which I seen that. Also been a long time very, since I've seen that. Very yeah. I, uh eclectic kind of film. Yeah. It wasn't, it was definitely, yeah. I mean, there was nothing bad about what was done. It's just nothing well, that yeah. like blew me away. Though. Right. Yeah. But again, the setting and everything. Yeah. It, there's nothing. Yeah. It's not like a sci-fi thing where you can do a yeah. bunch of cool looking I think the best thing that he shot. did was create like the atmosphere, like the way it was shot kind of built the yeah. atmosphere more than it did like wow you. It yeah. just kind of like helped. Yeah. It helped didn't detract. The, yeah. No. Well, I think uh, just in terms of. Okay, hold on. I'll, we'll get back to it. Yeah. Just, just anyway, general thoughts. Yeah, general <laughs> thoughts. I love this movie. Um, I like. I went in with not... I mean, I didn't really expect... I didn't see anything about it. I honestly didn't even know what it was about. I had a, I watched the first half hour and then <laughs> paused it to read the synopsis like, to kind of actually know what it was about going mm-hmm. into it. Not saying that it was confusing by any means, but I just... Emma asked me what what this movie was about. I'm like, uh, hold on. It's about the trial. <laughs> I didn't of actually Chicago read anything seven. about this. I just know <laughs> it's about a, a trial of seven people. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. So I looked it up and, but anyway, um, I mean, there's really nothing that you can take away, like knock this movie down for. I mean, there was obviously some corniness to it and some things um, that might've not been, perfect but it's like i think the writing was great the acting was great a uh, fantastic yeah um obviously um we talked about cinematography which is well not, done. not great but yeah. technically sound um so yeah i really really enjoy this movie yep i really liked it as well 
uh, I think like for a Sorkin film, it does feel very much like his writing style, but you can tell that he's a better writer than he is a director. Um, not that it was like, not that the movie's bad at all, but just that his writing is like legendary. Yeah. Like it's his writing style, but he also has to direct it. And I think it's better when he hands his, his script over to somebody like Danny Boyle or David Fincher. Yeah. Right. Like social network. Yeah. Social network and Steve jobs, like Steve two jobs of my favorite yeah. movies. And yeah, like there's, they're just better directors than he is. And you know, this is only a second film. So maybe he'll come out with and something how long too. Like how long has he been writing? Yeah, a long time. And the Molly's game was 17, I think. Yeah. So I don't so know why he's years. directing his own movies now, but I mean, hopefully get all he that kinda, money. <laughs> yeah. Get the writing and the directing money. <laughs> hopefully I mean. kind of gets, you know, a, develops a little bit more of a style or just gets the hang of it more. And, you know, again, not that it was badly directed, just that I think his writing is better in somebody else's hands. But all that being said, I really did like it a lot. Yeah, I like the acting a lot. I think Sasha Baron Cohen is definitely a standout. Oh, so yeah. good. Um, Eddie Red- Redmayne, who's Eddie Redmayne is great. Yeah, is good. Yeah. Really, the only complaints that like I've heard, not that are my complaints, but like you said, what can you knock about the movie is all from people that know a lot more about right. it. And they're like complaining about historical uh, yeah, inaccuracies. See. And it's like, well, this is a mo- you have to develop it into a watchable two hour movie, right? He's so getting, it's always based on it's yeah. not saying this is the exact exactly. story that happened. And right. then it would be a documentary. Then it would be <laughs> yeah, a documentary. It's not as fun. You so, yeah, you have to take your your uh, artistic you know liberties with it. So, you know, that stuff, that's fine with me. And, and some stuff you can kind of tell what was changed about it. it you know, probably. Or... Yeah, this is like, oh, this is like overly dramatized. This is overly corny. I think they had one too many uh, like setbacks. No, like. Wow, uh, aha moments or like moments that are like you can kind of feel like they're supposed to make yeah, you go like oh, like gasping moments and uh there's like one too many of those um but yeah overall i i really liked it so just to get into like more specific stuff what we we're talking about is the the cinematography a lot of it i feel like uh there wasn't those like wow shots but there was a lot of well-framed shots because of yep. how it was edited. So it would be like a lot of quick cuts and like sentences would run on into like next, flashback scenes. And it would be like, so that's awesome. a, that it would go like right into, yeah, it was really good. But he, you know, you, the right. way that that way he framed, it yeah. goes into the next shot. So seamlessly is all part of cinematography. Right. And then the editing, obviously on top of that, which it took me a little bit to get used to that editing style, how, what they were going for. But when I settled into it, I really liked it. And I think it helped with, I pacing. think the way it was editing was pay, uh, that's it kept what it pacing. exciting and yeah. fast yeah. feeling, even it, though it yeah, wasn't, it made you feel like you were like kind of rushing, but like yeah. you never felt like you were behind. You were yeah. just like, this case is really developing fast. Yeah. So that's and the other thing is they did really smart about how they uh, presented the story was they didn't show them going to the democratic national convention and then the, you know, what happened and right. then all these things. It wasn't in chronological order. It was the case. And then as new information comes to light, you have these flashbacks and, you know, going back to the scene and this is what happened and stuff. And it helped that really helped break it up and uh, move the story along rather than just all that happening and then sitting in the courtroom forever, which. And I think the way know. that was told was cool, too, because you had stories from the actual trial and then you had Sasha Baron Cohen doing stand up which actually he did 
This was that was real. Yeah, oh. Abby Hoffman would go, and that's oh, how he yeah, raised. Yeah. That's how he raised money for like oh, their case. I their trial. He said you. I remember in the movie he said you just didn't yeah. talk about, but um, yeah, because the, they would they would do it the trial exp, like exposition, and then you would have mm-hmm. they would almost cut like to different him, narratives. Him like doing he would tell stuff. his version, right? And, yeah. and then like it was he was like telling it like kind of funny, and then they were telling it like obviously straightforward. But the way that it was like blended was great. Yeah, great. Yeah. yeah, the editing was really good in this. Yeah, the the introduction of the three groups. Yeah, that first scene where it was like the the first the <laughs> Eddie Redmayne group would talk, and then he would talk into the. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna do. That's where I was it like, cut. it was in that moment though that I was like, oh, I was like, I was like, oh no, I don't know if I like yeah. this. But then like it was that right after that that I was like, okay. I get what they're going for. That was just like the intro. Yeah, right? reevaluating it. Like I do like that. Yeah, I really i I thought it. I was like hoping that it that wouldn't go on too long. Yeah. And I think as soon as it ended, I was like, oh yeah, that was. But it was really good to go even before that. I do like the intro, intro, like almost like the opening credits. You would say like where it's going through the actual real footage of historical events. Oh yeah, yeah was interesting and i liked it but but did it was, you think the music was weird that was playing with it I it was like it was a lot music. of horrific things and like this kind of like upbeat music <laughs> i was like this feels weird i didn't really notice the the music but i didn't it just like stood out to me i don't know like I've, I've, i get like with the tone of the movie it, it kind of makes sense now thinking about it but in the moment i was like this is some really fucked up shit they're showing like Martin Luther King's assassination, like the uh, oh, yeah, bombing yeah. of like Vietnam and stuff. And it's like this like upbeat music playing. I'm like, okay. Yeah. That, that whole, the intro scene I didn't really like cause it was almost too rapid of like they were switching scenes too much mm-hmm. and it felt like I was like, yeah, what the hell, <laughs> what is happening right now? Cause they didn't really, they talked about the riots, but it was also like, just talking about America in general and then like the present you had uh Linda B. Johnson talking for a little bit and then I think Kenneth uh Kennedy's brother was talking for a little bit and it was like kind of I don't know it was kind of all over the place and then it that led into where he talked about the where the three groups met and I was like shit this movie's if this movie's gonna be like this the whole time yeah I'm not gonna be, be okay difficult. with it yeah. like it was gonna be this choppy yeah I like good choppiness but like I was like, damn, if this is going to be it the whole time, I'm not. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it cut out, it was it was really. But yeah, from then really on, well, well paced. And, and like those cut ins to the real events, like kind of bring back the Defy Bloods. I was I, I was like, this that, yeah. is the better way to do it. I yeah. think that was, right? your be- that was your favorite movie of 2020. <laughs> I, I still like that movie a lot, but it wasn't in my top five. So. They so what this has going for it is like they have like their version of it, their shot of it. And then they can switch to the same shot. Like they're almost replicating the shot. Whereas like the five bloods would be like, um, you know, Sam Jackson or whatever, the, the trumpeteer of this jazz band, it would show just a picture of this guy. Yeah. Like they would do weird stuff like that, but that's very spikely. That's just like his style. Right. Versus this is trying to go for like, uh, showing you that this is real. Actually happened. Yeah. Like this actually happened. And, yeah, there's I mean, some artistic liberties, but for the most part, this is as brutal as it was. Think about it. Like a lot of people maybe will, you know, see what was happening in that and especially in 
the political climate right now think, oh, they're overdoing it. They're, police wouldn't yeah, like, do clearly something like that. Yeah, like clearly this is kind of one-sided yeah, politically, like, so they're over-exaggerating. Yeah, they're like, come on, that's a movie. They would yeah. never, this could not have happened. And then they cut in the real footage, and you're yeah. like, Oh, that looks worse than... What, no, like, the real footage was worse yeah. than the, the film itself. Yeah, it was bloodier and everything. Like, like when they showed... Holy uh, shit. I mean, I guess... Well, that, that's the kind of a spoiler, I guess, so... Okay. But we get what you're saying. Yeah. 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 It's more brutal. Yeah, the, uh, the one thing that I actually read that they changed uh, or was different was Abby Hoffman and... Blanking mm. on the other guy's name. Jeremy Strong's char- uh, character. Anyway, those two in court were actually more comical and more zany than they were in the oh, movie. Really? Like, even more, more over the top than that. Yeah, Abby Hoffman was, like, a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> and they, like, had to tone it down for the movie, I guess, I don't know, to not seem out of place or, like, unbelievable. But, like, it, they actually were even crazier in real life than in... The film. Really? Why can't I think of that? <laughs> Jerry Rubin? Yeah, Jerry yep, Rubin. Jerry Rubin. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, that was just interesting that they, that usually a movie would over-exaggerate something like that, but this right. toned Under. it down <laughs> to make it seem more believable. Yeah. But it, in reality, they were even crazier, you, which is funny. Can you imagine that? More no, being so? in court. Yeah. yeah. And, oh God, the, actually the one guy that did a really good job was the judge to make himself like so hateable on it. I hated that guy. You wanted him in the face. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, like, he really was hated and terrible. I mean, yeah, exactly. they showed that at the end. Like, what was like 80 76%. Yeah, like around 80%. Disapproval rating. Said he was un- unfit, to, unfit sleep, like, to do his job. Like, Yeah. And then on the opposite end, I actually thought the worst acting, which I shouldn't say it was bad, but so underwhelming was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Like, I get that was his character. He was kind of playing the straight man, but... I mean, he didn't. Really he was really out. underwhelming. Aaron Sorkin yeah. didn't didn't get what he sh- could have out of JGL, who is yeah, he's weak. good in a lot of things. But man, I don't know. Just this year, I mean, seventy five hundred has soured me on him. Oh yeah, that's true. And you this didn't... this movie was very underwhelming, just performance wise. Hey, we'll we'll say phoning him in this year. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's a slope. Maybe he's a little slow. It was still, I mean, still good. Like, but yeah, it wasn't. It didn't stand. I mean, out. I mean, take, maybe he's just somebody that needs. Him, he needs a great director to bring it out of him. You take him out of seventy five hundred though. Yeah, it's worse. Yeah, <laughs> it's worse. Well, sure, but <laughs> yeah, like he still did well, but we he just expects more from him because you know what he can do, right? So yeah, um. The yeah. other thing, though, like the only other small Don't. nitpick was uh, also about the beginning or towards the beginning of the film, almost like it feels like the first quarter, everybody that they show has to have like a title card, shows their name and like what they're what they were as they were you know involved. And then a lot of them, they get introduced like when you're in court, they introduce them like through dialogue. Yeah. So like some of them or a lot of them were unnecessary to even like have their name come up. But I mean, I get how dense, like how dense the cast is and how many people were involved in this. You want to know like what each person is and what their role is. But when they do so many introductions, like in the courtroom scene, it just makes that stuff seem redundant. That's fair. And I'm just a person that hates like, 
I know you hate, I hate any kind of thing that like shows the words. It's like, yes. <laughs> and here they are now, three years later. Yeah. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's like, just show it some other way. Yeah. Like subtly. Cause we're smart. <laughs> we don't need it. Like just written out. Yeah. Like, or like we can I mean, figure, I feel like it's, you figure there's so many movies that's like you've, you get more out of a rewatch. Like I don't want to be confused during it, but the main characters, like, we get all of those introductions in the court scene, like in the courtroom scene. They have to. Well, I mean, a good director will find a way to give you all that information without copping out like that. So exactly. I get it. It is harder to do that, which is why most people don't. And in a movie that's so has so many people, it's especially hard to do Mm -hmm. without having any scene, like without any lines being exposition, you know? Right. Yeah. I didn't really, but I didn't think that. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think that that I kind of liked that because then you kind of got what fact, what, who was in each faction and then each of them felt like, like their own little gang squad. Like you had, right. You got a good feel for the different groups that somehow ended up Yeah, It was like, it was like these people and you saw the student body, whatever. You saw them like in their natural like habitat, and then you the saw hippies, you like, saw the yippies that were like joking and smoking, smoking and <laughs> dropping the, LSD. The Panthers, who we all militant, like, almost. militant, yeah. yeah. There was one more. Oh, uh, Dallinger, whatever he was. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I Mobe forget the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mobe, I think. Mobe. He was the he was the uh, conscientious objector. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, I liked, you know, I like how they have like, they're very set apart and it's easy to tell, you know, yeah, them even apart, in the way they dress and everything, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, that's a good signal. Like, like, like you can always, like, you can, you never confuse them. Yeah. You knew what group they belong to. And I mean, it's just interesting that obviously this is real, this is real life, but like they were put on trial to be literally just to be made examples of. And yeah. Just the real world connections, like you were saying, Nixon, like, think, does anybody nowadays look back and, and like, revere Nixon? Like, <laughs> there's no, nope. like, oh man, what he was he do you well? know, such a great president. But, like, nope. Back then, there were people that obviously supported him and stuff like that. And not to get too political, but like 20 years from now, is that how it's going to be? Probably. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Be on the right side of history, people. Come on. <laughs> Get out and vote. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just it's just funny that like Aaron there's Sorkin's so many brother, connections between the two, like, you know. This would be wouldn't this be the first time a president has won an election after being impeached? Yeah. yeah. Uh I think, well, he was he he wasn't technically impeached though. Yeah, he he was, was impeached. Yeah. yeah he was just but, never out. He was just never voted out. Yeah. It's well, still, uh, it's still actually, being impeached. Most people after they're impeached, they resign. Right. And I don't know. Anyway, yeah, but I think <laughs> I'm so. just like that was crazy because like this was all under this was d- like directly as a result of Nixon and like there were obviously the supporters and then you know they're just you look at what they're fighting for and they just draw these parallels and isn't it weird? Yeah, that's what I'm crazy. saying. <laughs> like it 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 is weird that we're feeling this kind of thing with the protesting, the police almost like versus the protesters. Yeah, right. Feeling the yeah law and order type thing you know like which was also 
said during that time, right? It was law and order. I'm going to clean up this, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it is weird that how history repeats itself. And though I know he took liberties in it, and I don't know enough about that exact time to like say what is different, what he changed, but I'm sure most of it, I mean, there was real footage right in it that it's weird. The parallels that you can draw between. Yeah. Th- and something and now. like that, I don't think would be changed like something uh i don't know ideologically i don't think you would change that because uh then there would be too much yeah. backlash against it right. like small things you, you know you yeah, could change or like moments the movie interesting or like the forward, moment like yeah. the ending moment that you said was corny that apparently didn't happen yeah the reading of the names that was literally, like they were building up to that obviously throughout the whole film yeah, and then it happened and they're like that okay was, that was like that was the worst part of the yeah what apparently that didn't I, happen that gave me tears no see I still like felt the warm feelings, but it felt like a '90s movie. Like, but I was, was waiting was for awesome. a freeze frame. That was at kind the of like the tipping point of like too yeah. many of these moments. Like, so they have like the revelation of the tape, which I won't say anything else about. Just that like moment, and then there's the moment with uh, the guy Mob and his son. Like, oh, I hit him, and then the kids like standing there like above everybody else, like looking at him, and then. Uh, mm. And then the ending, you know, and there's just like, there's probably one other one, um, him, even, even the, in connection to the tape revelation, the thing that Abby says, like, I feel like, I don't know if they lead up to that in the movie, like, oh, you do this with your, with your speech and you don't even realize it. I don't know if they led up to that in the movie because you, is that something that you can catch on to mm. or is it kind of just said? I think it's kind of just said, but I don't know. Yeah. Like, it, do they ever show an example of that happening before? What? He says, uh, you do that, you replace, you, what is, I don't know the exact phrasing, but something about pronouns and his language, he's, he mixes things up and yeah says something else instead of what he means to say. So that he can always leave room to change that, <laughs> right? Right. Later. Which he didn't end up using in the court case, but yeah, but yeah, I don't. That last part was the only part I'm less like. Ugh, okay. I loved it. I but it feels like there's was, a lot of those. That was what I was saying about those yeah. moments, you know. And then that last one is like the the huge music swell. Yeah. And then it like da, 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 and then it goes off and it says, and it does the like, and everybody's standing and clapping, and the <laughs> yeah. judge is like, order, order. Yeah. Let's. Like, no, it it did work. Like, it was effective, but it still f- was corny. I mean, it's been done, like, yeah. s- that kind of thing has been done so many times. Felt like a sports movie type thing, uh, like, from, I don't know. It's a feel-good movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it's just that it was a little corny. I still absolutely love this movie, though. Like, one of the best movies I've seen this year. For sure. Yeah, it was really good. And, uh... I will be excited for Sorkin's next film, obviously. Yeah. And I want to rewatch. Probably our, in three years. Not rewatch. Me. I want yeah. to <laughs> see Molly's Game now because some people that didn't like this as much, uh, you know, I think prefer Molly's Game. And we'll see, obviously, what happens with this and nominations. Yeah. But Molly's Game was actually nominated for a few Oscars, I believe. Yeah. Well, That's why I, get, I mean, you can just watch his I mean, in this year, this better get some. Yeah. It should. Yeah, it definitely it will. But I mean, just with Sorkin, like, you know, the writing's going to be good. And that's like almost enough, you know, like yeah. with anything, because 
that's one of the biggest things I carry you through a movie is the writing and it's always great. Yeah. With Sorkin. Like yeah. it's, it's Sorkin. You know, it's him. You don't even have to know it's him to know it's him. True that. All right. I'm tapped out. Yeah. You want to rate this out of five? Yes. I gave it a four and a half. Whoa. I gave it a four and a half. I gave it a four. Look at that. Very good movie. All right. We all recommend it then. Go check it out. It's on Netflix, so. Another good Netflix original. That's right. Well, obviously, this was probably purchased, but. Right. All right. So let's get into what else we watched. I'll start with a movie that I know neither of you guys watched. It shouldn't. I don't have that much to say about it, but it was recommended uh, to us by Matt, who was on the show last week. Shout out to Matt and Cinephiles Digest. I watched Slumber Party Massacre. Slumber Party Massacre is from 1982, and this was a film that was apparently written as a parody to slashers and then changed to just be a normal slasher with a little bit of tongue-in-cheek. Um, and even with that going into it, I still uh, I, I knew what they were going for. I, I don't know if I got that much of the... Uh, tongue and cheekness like I, I definitely could tell but sometimes I would watch it and I'd be like okay is that supposed to be that way is that supposed to be that dumb so like for example the slasher is using a drill right and he'll take it's like a long long drill not like a not like a yeah yeah board, I've seen it yeah like a super really long, long yeah and then he'll like swing it kind of like a sword and it just like if it grazes them it'll like cut them open like oh, like God. a sword would cut open and I'm like, okay, is that something that's supposed to be like so obviously that's not how it would work, but it's that's how it works in this universe, this movie. I think it might be. So maybe on a rewatch this would probably go up. But anyway, I really actually enjoyed it. It moves very quickly, which it has to because it's a very short movie, but it gets to the kills like very fast. Um, again, some of the dialogue is pretty bad and corny, but that could be intentional also. And then there's the whole angle of like this uh, feminist angle. So it's mm-hmm. it's directed by a female. Most of the cast is female. But it's also shot with like this male gaze. Like there's almost pointless scenes of, of nudity and like them like showering. They're like high schoolers also, which right. is weird. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this is weird that it's obviously <laughs> more of a feminist angle r- directed by a female, but they have like this overly sexualization of high school girls which you know it fits in the genre right but if you're gonna take that and do something different then maybe not have that i don't know anyway which also we didn't talk about this last week but watched a couple 70s movies last week and this isn't in the 70s this was 82 but early 80s 70s boobs just hit different man (laughs) you know what i'm saying they just get you different something about them um but yeah i really liked it it's it's Definitely fun. They have some fun kills. Um, I really like how the sla- the guy is just an escaped... I think it's an escaped convict or mental patient. One of the two. Anyway, he escapes. And he just has this crazy look in his eyes. His eyes are always super wide. He doesn't have a mask on. He just wears, like, I think a denim jacket and then jeans and runs around with this drill. And it... He never says anything the whole movie right up until the end, which kind oh, of ruins actually it. Oh, he talks? Yeah. Yeah, I see. So, like, they go this whole movie, like, he never, like, calls out, like, 
like girls will be hiding from him and he's like you know lurking around looking he never says like come out come out wherever you are he doesn't say anything like that he just like is like has this beady crazy look in his eyes and then at the very end he says some stupid line too it's not even worth it like breaking that that mo- that silence is not even worth it what he said <laughs> so stupid you should have wrote it down <laughs> oh exactly what he said yeah yeah but yeah um there was one death scene in particular that I actually did write down. The death of Neil, which is one of the guys, doesn't really matter. But it cuts between like this old film and the killer. Like it does like this great intercut of like uh, so she's watching something on TV, an old film, and it goes in between the old film and and him dying. It's it's actually pretty interesting. Hmm. But yeah, I think I gave it a three. I might go up to a three and a half. I mean, it's I it's right it in between that actually. Okay. Well, either way, doesn't really matter. It's one of those in so that range. Better was it better than you thought it'd be, or was it? No, right I wouldn't say it was it be? better than I thought it would be. It's probably right around what I expected. Um, may, uh, and like I said, going in knowing that it was written as a parody, that you forgive more stuff. Right. <coughs> you did give it a three. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I might even say three and a half, but I can't. It's been Shit. over twenty four hours now. Yep. So yeah, that's uh, Slumber Party Massacre. I w- I'd be interested to check out the next two because um, was it Matt that said one of them um, is like as good or better than the first one? He said two is not as is good. It's changeable. Just about as good, yeah. He's saying oh, okay. two and then sometimes three is bad. says and three is, bad. Three is okay, universally yeah. bad. Gotcha. Second one, some people think is better than the first. <laughs> but he didn't think so. But he didn't think so. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm interested to check out uh, two at least before October is over. Anybody, Jacob, do you want to go? Are you ready to talk? Because we have, I mean, Kyle and I have one to yeah, we talk can together turn. about, so. I need I a mean, break, I though. Can, I can talk. Okay. Uh, let's see. What did I, which one do I want to talk about here? I just had to put my, I had the 10, I just had to put them in order. Oh, I watched uh, Haosu. Ah, yeah. yes. So, so I recommended, was it last week or two weeks ago? Two weeks last ago. Last week. Well, I mean. Or I talked about it last well, week or did Matt I talk about talked it about it. Okay, so I watched it the week before. Yeah, yeah you and I think okay. Matt mentioned it. Yes, and <laughs> I asked him if he had seen it. Yeah, and I watched it, and I really liked it. I knew <laughs> it was you would. I all told the you weirdness you would like it. I love. Yeah, I told you you would. And it is a movie that does so many interesting like things, like like special effects and visual effect, and like all of that, like the lighting, everything was so interesting and i can't imagine how hard that must have been at that time to do when did this come out 77 70 it was late 70s 77 yep and yeah just to see that i loved the like seven dwarfs names and how they played to that Mm -hmm. and i loved how like it it did the it was kind of like a japanese take on the cheesiness of like almost the American style of slasher, like Halloween where it had the high school kids and this situation that happened, but it was done in such a way that it was completely aware of how crazy it was in the best way. And I loved it. I loved that. And even like you were talking about how they did the painted backgrounds, like a lot of the backgrounds were painted. I loved how they seemed to know that that they were doing that. So a lot of times, like when they got off bus stops and stuff, it would be an actual painted sign. Oh, them. it would be like a like in the movie. It would yeah. be like a, a picture. And then there would be like the background behind that background. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like they were aware that they were doing this painted. So they did an actual painted background in the painted background. Yeah, <laughs> like That was funny. And I'm like, yeah, I just loved it. And you could just feel that the director really like just had fun with it. Yeah. He like he's passionate about this. You can just feel that like. He's passionate about the genre and he's passionate about Does he have like, anything else that's like well it no He has quite a few movies, I think, but that's known. I don't know. I know because you, you obviously heard about this one. Yeah, Haosu, like specifically, yes. Um but I, it wasn't because of the director. This was this just, is a this is a criterion right, but movie. I'm, but and I'm then saying it was is talked like, about does he have anything that's like well known as well as uh, I can look, I can see what else the mo the thing that I would know most if while well, Jacob's talking yeah. yeah I don't know if there's anything and I I liked how they did like the flashback in that one scene where it was like it was like she was talking about the flashback but it was literally showing the flashback and everybody else was commenting on the flashback as it was happening but obviously they're not seeing the flashback because it's, a, it's coming from someone's mouth like. So they'd be like, wow, she looks so pretty in that dress. But like, they're not seeing that though. <laughs> like, so it's just funny. Like they did so many weird, cool things like that and cool, like camera angles and stuff that you would see a lot today. And I would think would be really interesting shots that must've been just so much harder to do in the seventies. So it was impressive. Like the amount of work he must've put into like the post, I guess. Yeah. And stuff like that. I mean, obviously there was a lot Very of Very zany, just weird effects too. Like, yeah, they didn't look good, but like there's a lot of them in there. Yeah. There's so many effects in this movie and so many like just interesting ideas. Like they did the, like the cutout circle with someone and then all of a sudden they would zoom out and they're right there. And oh, yeah. like, <laughs> there's just like a lot of cool things like that. Um, I liked... Like a lot of the cinematography and the camera work, there was like one scene where they're talking back and forth and the camera is like swaying as the person's playing music on the piano. And I really liked how that was done. Did, now, talk about the piano. Did that song, like I was talking about video game music, didn't that sound like a song from like a video game? Yeah, I liked yes. it though. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, I do too, but I'm saying yeah. like, not like the 8 bit chiptune. I'm saying like it sounds like a melody from a game. And there was one like editing that must have, I mean, must have been really hard to do again at like, especially at the time where this guy who was eating, like, it's just a ramen noodle guy. It doesn't have a lot to do with the fact, but he, like he breaks in a scene and like laughs. And then all of a sudden you're, he like pulls out and you're at a ramen shop, like in the middle of a scene with a bear working there. Yeah. <laughs> and like just doing that. Like, I'm assuming they're using film. They probably had to cut that and paste that together. So for it to be so, like, fluid like that was, like, impressive. And, yeah, the flood scene at the end was cool. Yeah, overall, I, I definitely my type of movie. That, and I think a lot of people couldn't appreciate for what it was. They might think it's just over the top for being that sake. But I felt like it was because he was... Like you, this guy's passionate about this kind of stuff. You felt that the director cared about it, even though it seemed like it was just off the wall. And he he cared about his yeah. Reflective. He was passionate about what he was doing right. in making this. It wasn't meant to be just. It wasn't done by someone who just didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Did it feel as like whimsical and like they cared about the movie as much as like Dave made a maze? <laughs> Kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of. 
do do they did they care about that movie? I don't know. I feel absolutely like they, did. they did. Cause I sure. do. Rewatch. That might be on the top they're of the they're, they're, they're the only ones that care, so <laughs> All right, is that it for house? Yeah, I liked it. Do you want to say what you gave it? Oh, uh, what did I? Four, four out of. Yep, I gave it a four out of five. Yeah, isn't it hard to rate though? It is because again, like you (laughs) could just take and be like, "Yeah, that was stupid. What the fuck was that even about?" Yeah, or you can like look past that and realize that this was a director just having the time of his life making a movie. Yeah, like so much of that, I feel like comes down to intentions. What was yeah. his intention? Which is like hard to quantify. Yeah, exactly. But there is a difference. Like there's a reason this has such universally high scores, right? Versus something that is just bad and bad. Yeah. Like And also he has directed a lot, but nothing that you would nothing. know. Nothing. Nothing yeah, that I even know. I never heard of House Who, but I was just yeah. wondering if he was This like is by far his, his most this would be his most popular. Yeah. I love the uh, the poster for it too. Oh, the poster, yeah, the yeah. red mm-hmm. thing. There's two of them. There's the house, and then there's the the cat also. I like the there's cat two one. versions. Yeah. yeah, I like the cat one. Yeah, I haven't seen the house one. That one, I think that one's on IMDb. Okay, but all right, uh, we can go. Okay, Josh, to kick it off, you watched it first. I only watched it because you watched it. Because I'm a good co-host. We watched a movie called. Blood Quantum. Yep. Uh, I fi- looked it up because it's a technically a, our our standards twenty twenty. Correct. So and oh. it's a horror and it's horror. So fell right into right in the realm. Definitely something that I think Jacob would like more than both of us. Pro- um. Yeah. I f- even probably. Sli- even if slightly, I think. Yeah. So this is a. Uh, yeah, I'm remembering what I rated it now, and yeah, he would like it more. Yeah. Um, it's a weird movie. Like, yeah, not that it's like overtly bad, but it's like not good. Yeah. So director Jeff Barnaby, who really hasn't done anything. Yeah. He's a small, he's an indie. I mean, it's definitely an indie film guy. Yeah. Um, basically it's a, it's a zombie movie. It's It's basically (laughs) a, I'll say exactly what it is. It's a, uh, anti-colonialism zombie movie. Uh, yeah. Dressed up as a zombie movie. Yeah. Anti-colonialism movie dressed up as a zombie movie. Anti-colonial. Like kind of like. Communist? No, colonialism. No, like colonialism. It's got a, I guess, kind of uh, political-ish. Well, yeah, it's just saying that, to it. that obviously like taking people's like exploiting people and taking their land and mm. not and then using them for leverage is all is gotcha. obviously bad. <laughs> so, yeah, we you know have, that <laughs> you have indigenous people right uh, you're you're, you're, um, you're two people your entire characters are either indigenous or white so you have the clash of the two of sorts um but the hook yeah, of the film just, is that the hook of the film is that it's a zombie movie but the indigenous people are uh immune to right. the to the They're, zombie outbreak they can't get so the only the people plague. that don't get infected are all native americans and everybody else is infected are all white, is, yeah, or white people. of other Right. Of non-indigenous. Um, I didn't... <laughs> watching this movie, I was very confused because of the insertion of, like, the anime. Oh, I like the animated sequence. I like... I no, say, I, I wish the whole movie that. was the anime. Because <laughs> the drawings in that whole animation yeah, they was great. awesome. But the movie itself... They're very short, though. There's only, like, no, two I know, or three. But it was, like, it would come up randomly. But it came up, like, at the right... 
point. No, I wouldn't say randomly. Like, I felt like it was very random. Like, did you look at what was happening in the animation? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, like went, when they like, along when they the came, story. like, I feel like it would have been like if someone was giving exposition and then they had the animation. Well, that's what it was. I mean, they were but it like was you're like saying that the guy was talking and the animation was overlaying with the. With I'm saying the that exposition. wasn't like that. Uh, yeah, when the guy. Um, One shoot, time it was, but the other two it wasn't. The guy that drives the meat grinder. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> he was talking at that at the party, and then they had the animation overlaying with him talking. Yeah, but that I f- there was like other times that it didn't have any. Overlay. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I'm saying that time specifically. It only literally happens like three times. Yeah, so like three or four times. If one of the three has talking or exposition during it. Anyway. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it was a it was a movie that could have been more fun, but took itself too seriously. I probably agree with that. Yeah. Like. If they would have, because it had a, a sort of like a grindhouse esque feel to it, but it never went. Well, I think it shifts. I think it shifts. It changes tones. Like in the beginning, right. I thought it was a little bit more serious, and I was kind of digging it. And then I it goes. The beginning. And then it goes like total grindhouse, like corny, and then like really dumb at the end. And I was like, oh, I, if should have just leaned in one direction. Yeah, that's what I like. If it would have stayed ground, ground or grindhousey or start, well, start, yeah. Like I mean, like uh, what's VFW? Yeah, yeah, VFW knew what it was. It just, you know, but this movie like didn't know what it was. I mean, it's almost kind of the but same. But I, I like, I still liked it more than VFW. Slightly, I like VFW more. But Slightly, but because of what it, it knew what it was. I mean, there's so many movies now that it's like, oh, let's put a political message out. Boom, overlay some zombies on it. Like VFW. I mean, it definitely wasn't heavy handed in its political message, which is good. But what to say that, like, uh, you know, don't count vets out or whatever, you know, maybe treat veterans better and all this stuff. You know, they can do these things or help or whatever. Like, you know, and they fight zombies. And this is saying the same thing, like anti-colonialism. You know, we need to have... Well, I, it's besides the anti-colonialism. Actually, it's I don't really know what it's trying to say. I don't but either. <laughs> obviously, besides it's bad and that don't trust strangers. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we should have treated Native Americans better. We should still be treating them better than same thing with everybody should be treated equal anyway. But yeah, overlay it with zombies and that's what you get a zombie movie. Yeah, the writing was very um, thin, and this the dialogue was <laughs> like laughable at times oh yeah well it was like really the i thought the acting of, was terrible yeah the over insertion of um <coughs> there's swear really, words too there's some really bad acting in this and i give them credit because they cast obviously act actual native oh, yeah. americans which is great but it's they cannot act <laughs> <laughs> no and it was like like it would just they started swearing in like whatever swear words or whatever but like this was to the point where it was it like heavy handed yeah, and, yeah you can tell he was like he called a guy like a fucking ass cake or something like ass cake. Like what? Like they were insulting each other, and it had no. I had no idea what that even. Like I was like, did he actually insult him, or was this just some made up term? Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought the acting was bad. I thought it was well shot. Uh, some of the yeah. music was good. I, um, effects were. 
pretty good. Yeah, so a lot of the, the zombie effects I like. The makeup yeah. was good. Um, the really the worst, my biggest problem with it is the whole Lysol character and his motivation. Like I get, I didn't understand his motivation at first, and then it's obvious that okay, he was trying to get rid of like these these people that are are feeding off of their resources, right? Mm-hmm. Very much just the political message of the movie. They're feeding off of their resources and he wants to get rid of them. But then why would he like to do that, to make his plan a reality? He like ends up killing his own people. Like if the message of the movie is to, you know, to side with the natives, like he, his own plan ends up killing his own people also. I literally watch this movie Monday and I already forgot what he did. He lets them in. He lets he, oh. he sets them free. Okay, yep, yep. Nice. No, Remember that face. one girl yep. he knows is bit and he lets her into yep. the compound so that way she, they can spread the yeah, infection. And he or like just fucking flips. And even though that his people are immune, they can still die by like eat, eat, getting, eaten. getting eaten. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I see it. It just was face. so dumb, that whole like yeah. plot line. But yeah, that was like my biggest Yeah, problem. he had no, like his motives were like unjustified. Y- yeah. He had no reason to do what he did. <laughs> yeah, like it was like that was supposed to be like this whole messaging of, you know, part of the anti-colonialism thing angle, but it also just didn't make sense. Like the writing that the story felt like a first draft. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> it was. But filmed. do people even still colonize places? Well, it's not the point that they still do. The point that the, that the natives did. are still feeling the effects of mm. the 1700s. I was going to say, because everybody feels that's wrong now, right? Yeah, right. Like, we're all in agreement, but yeah, I don't know. Well, at least but most yeah, people. Jacob, you would like I mean, they still make movies about did. things that might not be happening today, but I guess you feel the effects of today. That's fair. Jacob would like this film more than we did. I don't think he would think it's better than average. Like I gave it a two. No, 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 not like a lot better, but like that's what I'm saying. He is would he like might get more. Yeah, I gave it a two. I did too. So not that great. No, the two comes from like kind the, of fun sh- and an interesting premise. Like sh- I liked the. Premise, I think the shots were good. The and the makeup and and it was, it was like an interesting, good. like I said, interesting premise just to have. Like, and they don't explain it at all, which I love. They yeah, never they say like say, there's no stupid line of like. Oh, it's in like our the genes or our blood or whatever that like we can't get it. It's just like they just kind of find out. Yeah, they just a, find apocalypse happens and they're fine. And everyone, yeah, else just is boom. It's like boom. Six months later, okay, no, no indigenous people have ever been infected. And it's just all zombies. Yeah. Hmm. But cool. All right, Jacob, you wanna go? Yes. I rewatched Pirates of the Caribbean, first one. Okay, why? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why, honestly. It just <laughs> I random. saw it. I was like, "Wait, what?" It was just like a random thing. I don't know. I think it was just on Disney Plus or something. Okay, no reason. You don't have to. Re- yeah. I was just wondering if you had if you had a reason. No. Okay. Not at all. Continue. I think it was just a random thing, and I really like that movie. The first one's awesome. I really like the first one. I remember liking the first one. Yeah, like it has so much. Okay, one special effects. Very strong. I mean, this, this movie like came out in 2003. Three, I, I was believe. Say, yeah, early same 2000s. as like Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah, and uh, Lord what of the Rings. Of Lord of the Rings mostly stuck to visual effects for a lot of things, right? Like, it didn't try to do too many you mean like practical. CG. Yeah, practical yeah. versus CG, and like this one. Whereas this one had a heavy, pretty heavy CG, 
in a lot of parts and it holds up very well very well i mean most of it is practical honestly it's just really the like stem turning into skeleton stuff but even that yeah yeah even that is pretty well done and they don't go too crazy in this with that, right? No. It's all, it's like all the sequels that they do a lot of crazy creature stuff. Yeah, but even then, I I remember Davy Jones being especially like good. Oh, like his fucking yeah, tentacles, tentacles on his face. Stuff. That was awesome. But yeah, it's super fun. The score is mem- so memorable. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I don't. I can't think of it, but as soon as I hear it, I'm I know. Oh yeah. It's so good. Like I love the score. And like Klaus I mean, Badelt. Who the fuck? <laughs> Who's this jobber? He's never heard of it. <laughs> Constantine Gladiator. Oh, mm, there time you go. <laughs> so yeah, so memorable score. Like the acting is super fun. I mean, this is a movie that you can watch. I mean, watch generations or now. It's gonna be. It's a classic at this point. And. As far as pirate movies go, we don't get that many anymore, right? And I like pirate movies. <laughs> Gore Verbinski. Yeah. It's well written. It's witty. It's funny. <laughs> the acting is solid. I mean, especially, obviously. Uh, uh, up. Yeah, it's like stands out. Like yeah. this is like the character I think I remember him most for almost. Like, I mean, Johnny Depp was already so big in the 90s this movie introduced him to like our generation because yeah. like johnny depp was huge in the 90s to like our parents and then this movie introduced him yeah, to I mean, us think of <laughs> pretty boy which was my edward hands yeah edward scissorhands Chocolate. uh gilbert grape yep and then we have this movie and it's it's just it's so much fun it's so much and fun it to catapulted watch. him into like some pretty high honors yeah like, he was I talked mean, about as he was revered as a top actor at that time. The only like really like problems I have with it is like, I mean, one, it's a pretty simple story. And two, there's not enough ship stuff, really. Mm. It, like I mean, the other ones go too much. Too well, like when they stuff. travel to places and stuff, it's like two scenes and then they're there. And it's like and the, and it for being a pirate movie, you would expect kind of more ship stuff. And there's. There's some, Gore there is Vinsky. some, but there's not like cure for wellness, a huge mm-hmm. amount, but did you watch it. Did you like that movie? I mean, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't have too much more to say about it. It's, it's a classic. Like it, it will be good for, it will be fun to watch Ooh. forever. Yeah. yeah. Get, this is your boy, Gore Verbinski. That's what I said, his boy. He did the ring. Your boy. <laughs> yeah. Great movie. It, and it's so rewatchable. Yeah. I mean, what for? I mean, Did these used to be like some of my favorite movies, and then they the first three. Bad. The first three were it fell off immediately in the sequel for me. I did not like the second. Oh, one. I like the second. Oh, one. I like the second one too. When they when they're walking underwater under the boat, and then that was the first one. Oh, and that, then they change back to human, and they change back to when yeah, the, oh, the light. They pass I, through the light. That's isn't that yeah. the first one? No, I thought you were talking about where they're under the boat, where <laughs> oh, no, him no. and uh, Orlando oh. Bloom. Maybe that could be the second one. I don't know. I think it is the second one. Whatever. It might be. This was the one where they were skeletons, though. Why do I not remember? But they are. They're all. Yeah. They're always like that. True. <laughs> Why don't I remember this part? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's in like the second. Great movie. Though. Watch it. I gave it a four out of five. If you don't if remember you the have, scene, then you probably it probably isn't in the first yeah. one because you just watched it. Yeah. I think it's in the second one. So it could be. They're like walking. It's like a moment the, though. 
Yeah. It's like they're like human and then they. Yeah, I know. They're under the boat and then they turn. It like cuts off the moon and they turn back human and they keep walking and they turn back skeleton because they're underwater. The first one. They're underwater the whole time. Yeah. The first one is when they turn a skeleton. Second one, they're not skeletons. They're like fish people. Right. I don't. Davy Jones was second one. right? But the crew of. They had both, though. That The, the black pearls always. They're always dead. Yeah. They're always undead. Right. If you don't remember the scene, I'm talking Whatever. about it. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> so Whatever. <laughs> Unless I walked away for a second to go to the bathroom and it happened. But. Who cares? All right. Good movie. Watch it. If you haven't seen if it. If you haven't seen it. <laughs> like, yeah. But most people probably have seen this. But Yeah, if you're listening to this and you're closer age, you you've seen this movie. <laughs> Spoiler yeah. alert, Jacob, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's way past that statute of limitation. Uh, but, right. I mean, this is a movie that I feel like people will watch with their kids and their kids are going to love it, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It made a shitload of money. That's why the, all the sequels look so good. There's like five they or got six of them. The they? budget shot through the roof after the first one. I only saw the first four, and the fourth one I didn't like. I didn't even know there was more than four. There's like six. No way. Dude, yeah. Six? I think there's five. I feel like there's a lot. <laughs> way different. I think there's so, one less than the one you said. But for such a big series, yeah. it's not like they did any straight to video ones. It anyway. felt like that after three. Yeah, there's five. Boom. Yeah. I never saw five. They Did made you four times the amount of mo- money they put into it. After yeah. after four, I couldn't watch anymore. Not because it was it, good, because it d- created such a following. The second one was Dead Man's... Dead, Man t- Dead Men Tell No Tales? Oh, that's the newest one. Dead Man's Chest. Oh, is it? Dead they used Dead Men in two of the titles? Freaking idiots. Curse of the Black Pearl is the first one. Yeah. Second one is Dead Man's Chest. Third one is uh, At World's End, right? And then On Stranger Tides. Then On Stranger Tides, and then Dead Men Tell No Tales. Oh, big mistake, pirates! Using Dead Men twice in your titles. Yikes! All right, did well, you there. did you rate this, Jacob? Are you gonna? Yeah, I gave it a four. Okay, cool. All right, uh, I watched one other thing, but it's for the premium, so I'm gonna save it. So you can watch one more. Jacob watched something else. Some stupid else. Korean thing. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Jacob, you could be talking about Blood Quantum with us, but you had to watch a Korean documentary. I know. <laughs> it was the first one. Oh, was it? Yeah. You don't even remember. Because it's how, such a short scene. How Look, rememberable. It's 53 seconds long. <laughs> like, That's a minute scene. That's one two hundredth of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he remembered it, and he hasn't seen it in God knows how long. How long? And you just watched it. I must have been in the bathroom at the time. <laughs> it's not like I was taking, pause it. I wasn't taking tons of notes. Yeah. I've seen this movie like twenty times. Be an okay. adult and pause it. You got no. Both of you are the worst. You don't don't pause movies. You go to the bathroom, watch them in three sittings. Uh, I don't do that. <laughs> I mostly watch uh, them in one sitting. Shitty movies takes three. All right, whatever. Because I can only take so much. Of yes, movies. I did watch one more. It was we'll a documentary, talk about it, and then we can move on. It was uh, about Blackpink. So, never full, heard of her. Full disclosure here. I was a huge K-pop fan in college. I haven't don't listen to it too much anymore. Nothing against it, just I don't know. You grew up. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I I mean there's a lot of good ones that still you could listen to today like Tablo and stuff where it's like or D. If you want to just listen to the beat and the music and not know what the hell well, they're saying. Well, for me, like <laughs> music is like when I can't understand the words, the voice just becomes another instrument, right? 
Right. And like, I love classical music and there's no words of that. So well, classical music is different than K-pop. And plus you can enjoy the dancing and stuff, which is like super hey, impressive. Freaking BTS is the biggest band in the world which, for a reason. Want to know, I also love them <laughs> since they were my favorite since 2016 or whatever. But like, well, congratulations on being a BTS hipster, Jacob. Yeah. You want we're, an award? We're part the army. Okay. We're part of BTS army. Okay, is that sorry. what they're called? That's our fandom name. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the army. Why did you? You should <laughs> watch us get like a thousand views on this. You should buy their um, announcing BTS. Like hashtag should, BTS. Yeah, you better hashtag BTS in this, and we'll get like a thousand um, listens. In did, a day. You should have bought the uh, the new Samsung Galaxy S twenty BTS edition. Ooh, just to have it as well, a true all the true army. The army. <laughs> all the true BTS. Well, army I was like that. back when they had dope and stuff. Good song, great song. You should watch the music. They had so dope. Good. Whoa. The song is called I Dope. That kind of band. It's a good one. But so like I knew about Blackpink because they were from YG Entertainment, which was my favorite one, which had like Big Bang to anyone, which to anyone was the only girl group I listened to any songs of. I just like not a big fan of the girl groups like so this was the second girl group they ever uh, signed and it was Blackpink. And I remember their debut and I, I like their song, but again, I just didn't listen to girl groups that much. But I remember how big they and now they're insanely huge, uh, big enough to have, you know, a documentary that people want to watch. And it's it was this was better to me than the Taylor Swift. Oh, I guess I did watch another documentary. The Taylor Swift Much one. more than you think. Yeah. <laughs> the Taylor Swift one. This one was definitely better. It was well shot. It's actually, they speak English like the whole time, pretty much. They all can speak English. And it, it's just so interesting because like here in America, a lot of musicians and stuff just start off from the passion of music. I mean, our friend Jason or, you know, like he just loves music. Want, it played at local bars and slowly you grow up and maybe you get big. Right. That's how it's done here. It's just like this, like kind of natural thing, progression with most people. Right. And then there it's not. It, it's like you're you're created. So it's like tryouts. So they went to this like basic board, like a boarding school when they're high school. They didn't have a high school life. They didn't have friends, memories from high school at all. They went to this like boarding school and taught to sing and dance like every day like hours and hours and hours a day and there's like 30 girls there and they try different groups of them together and have them perform like once a month and in front of all the like record deal like the choreographers and stuff and it's just produced so they're trained and like it's not just like one of them was like yeah i think i'll just do music it wasn't like oh like I just love to make music, so I'm going to do that. One of them is, but it's like this production, right? And then they find the best group that works together, like oh, it has all the things that they want, and then they debut them, and that's the song, and then they usually do well. You know, it's like so they're weird. they all singing the same song? Yeah. So you would have to, right, to find the... Well, they do a lot of... Like, so I'm saying like in the tryouts, do they all do the when same? When they're trying out, to. no. They'll, they'll sing like their own stuff because you need like the rapper, you need like the singer, the dancer, the the youngest one. Like they have these groups. I don't oh. remember all the terms anymore. Sorry, guys. K-pop fans out there. But all right, you're out you're of the done. army. I was going to say you're done with this review. <laughs> Dishonorable <now>. discharge. 
I used to be a huge fan. But so, yeah, it's like so different from here. Like it's this produced, highly like produced group of like a super group that they choose, like almost like a game show that nobody watches. Like fucking well, the Euro. In bullshit. terms of <clears throat> trying out like in front of producers and stuff, that might be true. But we do have schools specializing in music and music and singing. Such. We have like right. a school like Juilliard. Right. But that's like when you want to go into as a professional musician later in life, that's like a yeah, college, that's like college, right? Yeah. These people are, they're kids. They're born into it. Yeah. They're kids. I mean, big bang. This they is start, their primary. This is like their first. Yeah. Education. That's their school. Like, okay. Like, and they're just, so they don't have like a primary. Education. Is that what that's commenting on? Well, it's showing. Yeah. Kind of like what they're or going through. Is it just through. their story? Is it the band's well, story? Or is it's it commenting their on story. Oh. Yeah. So they talk about what they went through, but this is what all of them go through. I mean, I, I paid it again. I was a big K-pop fan. <laughs> And I watched like Icon, which it was debuted around the same time. And that was like a, that was an actual game show that they just chose the best of where this was. They just go to a school and they're trained out to dance, sing and like all these things. And it just produced into a groove that becomes huge all around the world. And but you do get to see a lot of more personal things that you don't necessarily see, like that they go through, like all this travel, all this like things that you have to do. All over the world, they're huge, and just how exhausting that can be. And it's just very different feeling versus like the Taylor Swift one because she just liked music and went into that, right? Versus they just were made. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like they were born genius, they were made into geniuses. Right. And yeah, it, but at the same time, they have such good chemistry, this group of four, that you don't see with a lot of groups like that. Like they actually became friends because of this. They're all from like different countries too. They're not like only one was actually born and raised in Korea. Hmm. One was born and raised in Thailand. One was born in Korea and like raised in New Zealand. The other one was went to Australia and then they ended up together in this super group that makes millions and millions of dollars and gets billions of views on YouTube in like 24 hours. (laughs) Like, so it was really interesting to see that perspective, especially something so different from what how it occurs here most of the time. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, obviously, it was shot well, done well. And the cool thing is they uh, have obviously. like they have all of this filmed obvious. from when they were training and stuff, too, because they're recording them doing this. Right. Yes. So, so you get to see finish. all of that. Yeah. All of the growing up that they had to go through. And just forcing and being like those are like the best together. documentaries or like yeah. ten year documentaries. Like I think anybody can enjoy this documentary. There's one series then that you should watch. What? It's like follows like the whole life of they're on like I forget what it's called. I don't have to look it up. <laughs> Adam from YMS rec- always recommends it. They do them like every come out every ten years and they're on like the seventh one. So it's like seventy years of Could people. you imagine? Yeah. It wasn't like boyhood like thirteen or something? Yeah, which was like revered because it was so like the production behind it was so big. But they've been doing films like that, like small films like that for a long time. You just never hear about them. There's that one movie that's coming out like 2048. Oh, the uh, oh, who's yeah, the director behind it is like really big. Yeah. That was, uh, but there's one movie that's like you'll be dead when this comes it's out. It's not Rodriguez. Right. Isn't there a movie that's it's yeah. called like you'll be dead when this comes yeah. out? Yeah, I think it's that. 
fun. Yeah. Like He's like, you'll be dead before this comes out or something. Yeah. I'm so fucking pissed. We will <laughs> be dead because it's a hundred years. <laughs> yeah. It's locked away. I don't, anyway. Uh, I think it's Rodriguez. Did you want to rate your little K-pop thing there? Yeah, I gave it a four out of five. Jeez, Jacob. Enough with That's the fours already. Fours. Or no, you had a four and a half. It was a Charles good week for movies. 21 right. 15 is what it came 21 out. 15. 100 years is the movie. Well, we'll just get Cyborg back. John Malkovich <laughs> is in it. Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah, John 100 Malkovich years, a movie you'll never see. Who directed yep. it? Uh, I don't know. Robert Rodriguez. Told you it was Rodriguez. Well, he'll be dead too, so. <laughs> yeah, but he directed it, so he's we'll already seen it. initial <laughs> release is November, because it was uh, filmed in 2015. What? Well, and it's coming out a hundred years. After. Is it getting more work done to it? Is the no, question? No, I think it's done. Then why would it not come out? They're just releasing it. No, I mean, what? They better have a good point to that. Just a fuck. This is an experimental film. Yeah. Hey, I like it. It says the hundred year span matches the time. It. Oh no, that's it. I thought it was like that's the reason why. It's annoying. I'm so mad. We'll never see it. I mean, and it's only a short gets a hold film. of it. Leaks it. Yeah, who's gonna get a hold of it? There's probably one copy. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> he possible. probably has it. It's the possible. plot is closely held secret. Maybe when he dies, we it will get leaked. It will be either sci-fi themed, nature themed, or retro, and will involve a hero, a heroine, and a male villain. <laughs> That's up. all we got of it. It's Fucked up. up. I wish I never learned that that movie was a thing. I honestly could care less. I do. Rodriguez. I do. Just because I want to see it. And Malkovich is good. Well, maybe we live forever. Yeah, maybe cyborgs will come out by the time we're like 80 and we can. Hey, just, we've advanced a long ways. You never know. We can get cyborg bodies just to see this movie. Maybe Corona is going gonna to make it. So the cinema will go on forever. It never ends. We will, <laughs> we promise to you we will watch 2115. Yeah. <laughs> 1,000 episodes. This is episode <laughs> 1,338. <laughs> Okay. We have been dead for 10 years. <laughs> I'm Jacob. For, is that it for what we watched? Josh, right? Shoe, ah. Uh. Yeah. Is that it for what else we watched? Uh, yeah, we thought it would be a fun idea to do a, since this is the last episode now before Halloween. Yeah. Not, not last week. preemptively <laughs> fucking struck that one earlier last week. Yeah. It's been a rough couple weeks, boys. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we thought it would be fun because it'd be the last episode for halloween to do a top 10 horror of the past decade um and we already talked about this a little bit it's not like too serious you know we didn't rewatch a bunch of horror movies from the past decade to try to make sure we got yeah. all of them in and to you know completely objectively rank them this is just obviously going to be our own personal list and it would just be a fun thing to do so and considering i forgot my list and like my top, i had to make it really quickly yeah. <laughs> my yeah. top like Three are the only ones that are like. I don't even know concrete. if a couple of mine count as horror. The top three are pretty concrete. After that, you could interchange pretty much. Or I took some out, Jacob, because horror is supposed to be the primary genre. Exactly. So, so. I'm going to actually say the ones that I had in here before that were not horrors, the pri- not the primary genre, which I would include maybe would be Annihilation. Would definitely be number one. Under the Skin. Yep. Wait, I had Under the Skin. That's under not, the Skin is a horror. No. no. Damn it. It's sci fi. Uh, but I mean, if, if so you gotta leave it in, yeah, yeah. Um, it's lighthouse. fringe. It's fr- lighthouse is definitely on there as horror. No, it's um, oh, no, not, no, I'm no. saying it's on that list. Yeah, on that list. Yeah, that's more as like a, fantasy. a subgenre. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and Neon Demon. Oh yeah. Yep. 
subgenre, but not not horror would not be the primary. So those are the ones that I what took about out. Suspiria. Yeah, the remake. Okay. Obviously, that's like. Yeah. Come on, Jacob. If it's not horror, we'll call it out, and you can leave it in. It's not a big right. deal. But we'll <laughs> let you know. Mine isn't necessarily in exact order, but there's okay. 10. Oh, 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 are we doing sorry. like one at a time each? Or yeah, are we we'll do one all at a time. Oh, you want no, to do we'll all do... one? At... Okay. No, we'll do one at a time. Yeah. Number 10, Jacob. Oh, you were <laughs> starting at the bottom going up? Well, duh. That's how top 10 works. Lights out. Ooh. Perfect Ooh. length, like for a horror movie. Doesn't overstay its welcome. Effective. Easy recommend. Cool. Okay. Um, my number ten is a quiet place. Oh. Overrated. <laughs> I like top quiet ten. Place, yeah. Could rewatch it, but don't want to. It's on my list. To number re-watch. two was supposed to come out this year. All right. Yeah, it was. It was supposed to already come out. Yeah. It was going to be before Halloween. Uh, my number ten is Midsummer. Mm. Ooh. Damn, you got some high up fucking. I know. I didn't want to put. I tried not to do the same director multiple times. Hey, if they have they're ba- making bangers, and why not? I didn't say I didn't make the same director oh, wow. twice, but I tried not to. Yeah, I mean, it's. I would say, yeah, I would say it's a, definitely a horror primary genre. It's less horror than hereditary. It's definitely but a horror movie, though. Yeah, well, Midsummer yeah. is a thousand percent, and horror. it is yeah. horrific. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. I love yeah. the. I think it's yeah, just a great oh, yeah, cult film, a great horror film, and great, great movie. Yeah. It follows. As we already talked about on the show. So nothing else needs to be said. <laughs> My number nine is Get Out. Oh. Get Out? Oh. Good one. I didn't even <laughs> think of See, all. I need to rewatch Get Out yeah. because I think I have it too. I think I have it rated too low. Then what? if I rewatch, I think I would get more out of it. Oh, yeah. For sure. But yeah. That, well, I also didn't like, like what I'm saying. Like my top three are, are pretty concrete. The rest of them I can kind of. I yeah. think I can move around anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Good Night Mommy. Oh, fuck. I didn't even put that on mine. Yep. 2014. I got to rearrange my shit. <laughs> Great movie. I forgot uh, about that. I didn't film. forget about it, but I just... It's on... What? Yeah, I just don't think it's in my top ten. All right, I got to move my yeah. fucking shit. Yeah, I mean, this one could be a little bit debatable whether it's exactly horror, but it's such like a small... Um, compact story that it's like it's really only thriller and horror like there's no other it's not like five genres it's really it's either thriller or nothing but but it horror it's also i horrific. definitely think it's like horror yeah i think there's the horror it's definitely angle horror. Yeah, yeah that was where i would class that's why like that was the only one i was debating i was like eh, is it horror? it is no, hard to do a top 10 because horror is my favorite genre and i've seen <laughs> a shit ton in the last 10 years so yeah, yeah. i think i take quiet place out number Good eight call. <laughs> i take quiet place out of my top 10 Number 10 is Goodnight Mommy. Retcon. Because I completely forgot about that movie. I love that movie. It's a great movie. It is a good one. That was New Zealand, right? No. uh, No. German. German? German. I think so, yeah. Because it was like Eichmann. Oh, that's right. Uh, Number eight, Train to Busan. Oof. Overrated. Yeah. (laughs) One of my favorite zombie movies. But also on my rewatch. Did you watch Peninsula? Isn't that out? It's not out. It's not out. Uh, There's... um, Critic screenings. Okay, I was yeah, gonna say because I've seen the, reviews for it. Yeah, I heard it's not as good. No, I yeah. heard it's pretty bad actually. <laughs> yeah. What number are we at? Eight. Eight. You have good night, mommy, and get out, and then eight. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Midsummer. Nice. 
Great movie. Okay, my number eight is Insidious. Oh, so good. See, I wanted that. That was barely it, missed my list. I think that's like 11 or 12. Yeah, it barely missed my list. No way. The first Insidious this was, the, was so good. Exactly. This was 2010, so this would have been like one of the earliest. This was the, the first awakening of, of horror again. Exactly. This yeah. is what like started off. Was that before? I think it's stronger than any of the sequ- any of the sequels, any of the Conjurings, everything that came Annabelle. after Insidious. <laughs> Insidious is better. Yeah. The, the first, first Insidious, like. Uh, like I get goosebumps thinking about a scene where he's in the corner. 2010, we were we just graduated high school. We were 18, like right, like we've seen and enough horror. horror. It's not very for a while. And like, horror, I mean, like it's not scary. Like, this oh, movie and was. Then James Wan came back in there. This like, movie was actually scary. Back. Even yeah, even fucked. as an 18 year old, yeah. this movie was actually yeah, scary. It, it stuck with me. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite horror movies. And it, 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 it I didn't know it was 2010 though. Yeah, I thought it was 09. I thought it was older. I thought it was older than that. But um, showed the world astral projecting. No one knew what that meant until <laughs> Insidious. Yep. Jacob, you're next, right? Yeah. Uh, Halloween, the, the newest, newest one. one. Yeah, 2018. I mean, we oh. talked about that <laughs> a yep. little bit too. Yeah. Really well done. Last episode, yeah. Yeah. Um, it follows is next for me. That's seven, right? Yep, number seven. Uh, my number seven is Raw. I don't think we've ever talked about Raw on the show. Nope, but I've I've seen a lot of lists. <laughs> oh, that I've, I, I've never seen it though. It's I a great Raw. movie. The it's intro, uh, French, I believe. Yes, well, French Canadian. French Canadian. Yep. Um, yeah. And I love the scene with the paint. Yep, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's great. a fucked up movie. Yeah, it is really good. Yeah, it's hard love to it. watch at parts though. It's gross. Number six. Uh, I have the whaling. Oh, too low. in there. Got a Korean movie in there. <laughs> awesome, such a good movie. I mean, it, I can't. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I loved it when I watched it. So there it is. Boom. Parasite's not considered horror, right? No. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, my, not as a primary. My next one is The Conjuring. I love the yeah. I could. I love Insidious, it. but I think Conjuring, <laughs> like, yeah, Conjuring really like. No, Insidious is better. I think Insidious. I think is Insi- better. I think Insidious might be better, but I think Conjuring is. I can enjoy more often. I think I've only seen Conjuring once. I've, I've seen really Insidious like, multiple times because I want to. Sh- I want to keep showing people it. Yeah, but I think I'm I've like seen the Conjuring like two, two more times than I've seen that one. I need to. I need to rewatch it. So to be fair, the first one. Yep, the first one. James Wan did both. Yep. Uh, okay, my number six is A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Ooh, yeah. Was it? Oh. Black and white, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Iranian, movie, I yeah. believe. Yep, vampire movie. Yep. I've seen that. It's a good one. Great movie. Yeah. Well shot. Super well shot. Yeah. Super interesting. Like, very uh, subtle, intimate, very intimate, but yeah. like, not, you know, bombastic horror. It's just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Creeps with you. <coughs> Number five. I have Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I still haven't seen that. One of my favorite, like, I love, like, dark, like, black comedies, as they're called, like, Shaun of the Dead, which can't make this list because it's before mm-hmm. the tens. But this is th- right there with it. it is, it's hilarious. It's so funny. And it just flips the genre on its head. Like, yeah, it's so well done. Is there anything actually scary in it, though, or is it mostly comedy? 
I mean, it's definitely violent. Okay. But I would say it's not scary for the pr- viewer because right. you are in on it. But it could be scary for the people who are experiencing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's definitely horror. Yeah, definitely. No, yeah. it's in the horror. Yeah. What's the, uh, what number? Five. Okay, I had Babadook. Still need to rewatch that. I I almost started it because I'm logged into your Prime still and you have that IFC thing. Because yep. I looked up where you could stream it and it wasn't on anything, but it's on that. I think it's on Hulu. No, I looked oh, it up. Oh, really? Maybe I just, I just, <laughs> I just clicked on it's it. It's on, uh, look. you have to have IFC oh, channel cool. subscription. Yeah, that's one of those I subscribed for a week and I haven't turned yeah. it. <laughs> Never <laughs> canceled for it. Still. it. Yeah. Well, it's got some really good movies on it, though. Wait till I rewatch Babadook, then cancel. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, well. All right. Um, watch it. My number five is Mandy, which Would, was ooh, recent, the new one, 2018. Yeah. Oh, the only one. Mandy? Mandy, I was thinking Carrie. Yeah. Oh, no. I was going to say Nicholas Cage is <laughs> yeah. Mandy. Mandy, Panos Cosmatos film. Great. This is where we're getting into the did top five. Did he do five. Cosmopolis? No. That who was... Did, um, who did I talk about last week? I was going to say that's that's where Cronenberg. I... Cronenberg. Yeah, Cronenberg. Yeah, did yeah, it. Yeah. Um, that was only... This is only his second movie, but just... Amazing colors, amazing visuals, amazing score. Johan, gone too soon. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah, just love Mandy. And some great horror elements also. Cult movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. But I've heard it's really It's awesome. Good. Yeah. It's on uh, Shudder. Yep. Yeah, I, I saw it. It's on like my watch next list. Yeah. That comes Bump it up. up. Bump Jacob, up what's your number four? Number four. It is The Witch. Ooh, I know what your number three is then. <laughs> yeah. I think I do at least. Um, My number four <laughs> is the newest Halloween. What? It it went up after we talked about Halloween and how much I appreciate mm-hmm. Halloween. We like, got to rewatch it before you bump it up. What do you... I, I already know what it is. I've seen it three t- four times, I think. The new one? Yeah. I've only seen it once. I need I to watch it every it. year. I, I need to rewatch it. Too. Once, too. Yeah. I got it right there. I know. I need to borrow it so I can watch it. Just bought it, baby. All right, my number four is Hereditary, another Ari Aster film. One of the best pure horror movies, pure horror of the past. Actually, my top four is all pure horror, but just uh, great supernatural horror, super fucked up, an amazing ending also. Amazing ending. Yeah. Well, number three is Hereditary. (laughs) I knew it. Yeah. I called it. So... (laughs) There we go. I agree completely. It it is one. It is the horror movie I can re- will recommend forever. Like, oh yeah, it's like perfect horror movie. Uh, number three, Hereditary. Oh <laughs> really? God. Look at that. <laughs> My number three is The Witch, which take about at number four. Another amazing pure horror movie. That, Bob Eggers. Slipped it. Yeah. <laughs> so freaking good. Uh, yeah, just. That Start time a whole period, genre. yeah, that folk, folk horror, horror yeah. brought it started, back. Yeah. yeah, baby, really, November, yeah. another great. Folk I remember going to see that game. in theaters too, like with Witch. with you, and like just being blown away, like what am I watching? What am I witnessing? Because we couldn't under you really couldn't understand it the first time we saw it. No, we you like, just had to take it in. Is you just had to experience it and try to try to understand it, I especially with theaters like crappy theater speakers. Yeah. It's like so hard to hear the dialogue. We walked out of the witch. <laughs> And we went to Nightlight right after. And I remember reading about yeah. <laughs> everything about it. And he actually went back 
and taught them 16th century English. <laughs> so so all the phrases like are actually like that's one of the longest things that took for the actors to learn was was learning the dialogue and the language of. And he also did in Lighthouse, which Robert Eggers is very good at. Does um, Eggers have a movie coming out next year or was it two years? It was supposed to be next year. We'll see. I hope so. Northman was could supposed still, to be twenty. Could still be next year. I hope so. It's in Northman. development still. They I think they actually resumed filming in March. I really hope. Or no, so. August. They shut down in March. Refilmed. I need March. another Eggers film. Yeah, next yeah. year hopefully. Twenty twenty one, hell of a year. If he knocks this one out of the park too, he's it's like jumps to like my favorite director. Yeah, yeah. All right, number two, Jacob. I have Suspiria. My number two is Suspiria. My number two is also Suspiria. Oh, nice. <laughs> Wait, what? It is amazing. So whatever I mean, your guys' number one is in, because I, I mean, I, yeah, go Jacob, number one, Suspiria. No, hold on, Suspiria, real oh, quick. Suspiria. Oh, We've talked about it on the show yeah, already. I mean, but we all drooled over it. Like yeah. it's amazing. It's so good. There's yeah, like nothing bad. It takes about the idea it. of the original and makes it better. so much better. <laughs> it makes it better. Yeah. Like, I just can't believe how like low like the reception of this movie is. I mean, watch it and like I can kind of understand get why, it, but it, they're wrong. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I just imagine like a 50, 60 year old critic watching this and being like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like yeah. even as even watching all the movies they do, like still being like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. There's just so much to They that probably movie. also those age probably saw the original. We're yeah. like, the original was so great. <laughs> it's like scary Nothing and horrific just on a surface level. And then there's all these other themes that are built into and that it. end yeah, scene. Oh my God. Uh, the fucking bloodbath uh, is yeah. so good. Oh yeah. yeah. The, that whole the Lord scene. of the Rings. Slow motion. Drop frames. Yeah. So good. Music. Tom York. Great. Yeah. Tom York. Yeah. All right. Number one. I what don't know it? if this counts as pure horror, but I did the lighthouse. I knew you'd be the lighthouse. obvious answer. Okay, so oh, we did. We said lighthouse can't be though, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Ah, but what is it then? It's like, it's fantasy. I don't know. What is the lighthouse? Fantasy drama. Yeah, really, it's like a genreless movie. Honestly, I it's so crazy. I it's mean, if that horror. was horror, then I mean, change my that list too. part when he's reaching into the light at the end. Gives me goosebumps every time I see it. Yeah, but I don't I don't know if I would consider it's pretty genreless. I think fantasy is my what my thought calls was it. I that's why I asked the question in the beginning was like what does does horror need to be like the prime genre as in like you watch that and you're like boom yeah for sure that's I mean, a horror movie. Yeah. Is Suspiria any Do you watch the Lighthouse and be like thing? Oh yeah, I think Suspiria is more horror. You think? Just I the think so. end part, really. I mean, I think the whole premise is about during witches, most of it. You know, I would say both of them kind of end horrific, but throughout yeah, but most the lighthouse it, is just... more of like a mythology, whereas Suspiria is actually talking about witches, which are mythology, but they're very much in the horror genre versus um, Pro- Prometheus and Promethea or yeah. whatever the fuck it is. But that's like something that you have to draw from it. It's not obviously stated right. in the movie. So if you think that's horror, then that's your list. And that is an easy. Which, like number. I said, if, if we did if something Lighthouse, it changed my list too because that's obviously that the Lighthouse came out last year. I've watched it. Five well, I already times. said it in my honorable mentions. I'm keeping mine as is. I want mine to be pure horror. My number one is The Witch. Oh yeah, I Good love call. The Witch. Fucking love. I it. love The Witch too. Still, Eggers, and that's so. pure <laughs> horror. Yeah. My number one is The Wailing. Oh, look at that. Wailing made the list again. I need to rewatch yeah. it for it. To I, like, I need to see it. I've it's seen it three long. or four times. It's not only the best 
I think the best horror movie of the past decade. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. That's how good it is. Danny rewatched it's it. It's Korean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I knew it is I, so. I loved it, but I watched it when it I think it's on Prime. Nice. I need to see I'm it. pretty sure. I That's loved probably it. Be mine this week. We got the week leading up to. It's Halloween. a long movie. We gotta we gotta pack some movies in this week. It's something that you're gonna want to watch maybe twice or read about because the first time I was so confused and then See, maybe oh that's I always why, if I'm confused so okay. I watch I read about it yeah. so that's where I'm at that's maybe why it's like in the middle of my list because I watched it once oh okay and I absolutely loved it and I you remember I loved it but you get I watched it like it was two days later I watched it again see I need to rewatch it. I it loved was it on so much, and time, I read I about it, and then I watched it again. It's oh, it's so good. And because like I loved at that time, Asian horror was the only good horror really for me. Like early on, yeah. And then like I mean, I love The Ring, Juong. It's a great mystery. It's a great thriller. It's a great horror movie. It's it's at with most Korean movies, there's great comedy interjected in it. Like at the right times, oh, it has everything. Yeah, I sure if I rewatch it, it would move up, but yeah. it's still in my top ten. <laughs> like. I would love to watch it before Halloween, but I really want to rewatch The Babadook. I would love to rewatch The Conjuring. Let's we got, up. this is the last week. We have one week until. Maybe I just need to do a full horror week. Yeah. A week from be. yesterday. So we have five. But I can rewatch The Wailing. Five days. We, I'm going to try and squeeze in five horror movies in five days. All right. I don't know what I'm at. I haven't done my count yet. I'll have I to think announce you're, it. You're probably tenor. We'll tenor. announce the final numbers next on the next show. Low. For uh, horror movies. Yeah. I've been watching just twenty twenties and shit. I've been getting some in. Every, All right, well, that every does movie it, uh, I try and watch is horror right now. Yeah, same here. That was the top ten of the past decade. Not too official, but just some horror movies that if you've never seen, check them out. That about wraps us up, right? Yeah. Anything else you guys want to add? No. Cool. Well, uh, next week we're definitely going to do Borat 2. Mm-hmm. Subsequent, subsequent movie, movie film. film. Subsequent <laughs> movie film. Uh, we talked about maybe doing The Witches on this episode. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do a featured review. The only reason I brought it up is because it's a Robert Zemeckis film and it's kind of got a you know, decent uh, cast behind it and all that stuff. Decent production behind it is what I meant to say. So, you know, we don't have to do a featured review on it, but we might it's out Witch. there. It's Witches in the ether. Might be on there. It's a possibility. Um, so yeah, those would be the it's two. It's all good. Those would be one. Uh, Borat two for sure. Maybe the witches. We'll have some horror movies to talk about. So that'll be on next episode, episode forty. Woohoo! Big episode on Halloween. Well, day after Halloween. Yep, another <laughs> ten down. Uh, but yeah, that about does it. So if you want to send questions and comments in, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail dot com. Follow us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast. I am on Instagram and Untapped at the KG Project. Or sorry, letterbox and untapped at the kids. You did it again. Oh, there you go. I'm goes. also on Instagram, but follow the follow the <laughs> follow the <laughs> podcast page, not my page. I'm on letterbox and untapped at jsal five one seven j s a l five one seven, and I am on both platforms at josh underscore sal Cool. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Mm-hmm.